You are now entering the Nostromo. <laughs> okay, welcome to our alien episode. Woo! Girl, I was shook and scared. Yeah? The alarm got me. I know. I know. You did a beautiful rendition. Thank you. Of the VO. I'm, I was trying to, I mean, if people know the movie, they're going to be like, what the hell is she doing? But if you know the great movie ride, woo woo. that was a great movie ride. It was. Oh my gosh, Carolyn, I am just so excited to <laughs> kick off this series. Woo! Um, like you said, we're starting with Alien. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are just tuning into this episode, last uh, two weeks ago, we had mentioned that we're starting a new series here on We Watch Things. A very niche series. <laughs> yes, but I feel like in today's oversaturated society of content, mm-hmm. niche is where it's at. That's true. Because we have a built-in, like, guaranteed... 10 people will listen. Exactly. The 10 of us that w- were in tears when they closed The Great <laughs> Movie Ride. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys don't know, The Great Movie Ride is a ride at Disney World's Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. um, in Orlando, Florida. And the outside of the ride looks like the uh, Chinese Theater. Yep. I almost always want to say the TCL. but Well, it's, it's the TCM Chinese Theater now. Okay. Because like it class. was... Grauman's Chinese Theater. Mm-hmm. But Sid Grauman, I think, has deceased and doesn't own it anymore. So I think TCM owns it. No, TCL owns it. Okay, so I do have the right letters. I think. Pause. Yeah, you have it right. TCL. Oh, wow. Is like the company that owns it. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like, looks like the TCL's Chinese Theater mm-hmm. out um, on the outside of the ride. And it's actually... So perfect, because it's Disney quality, that when they were reconstruct, refurbishing it here in Hollywood, they used that as a reference. Yeah, they used the blueprints of the actual theater to build Disney's. So, and then I think something happened, like when they lost the blueprints or or something. So yeah, when they were actually re, like revamping or whatever, um, doing construction on the original Chinese theater, they used Disney's blueprints which is always crazy yeah it's like exactly to scale and everything yeah so um you go in you enter in the theater and you go through the queue and it's just a museum to pay homage to old hollywood recent hollywood Mm -hmm. a lot of iconic yeah costumes that they'll switch in and out um Um, yeah always fun it's a a fun reason to always go back and visit the ride because you want to see new updates but once you enter the ride um a cast member takes you through different rooms and mm-hmm. it's just these iconic awesome movies yeah you go through like audio animatronics of these movies and like especially with the alien one you are literally in your there's like like 30 of you or something in this yeah, giant ride lot. vehicle um and you go literally into the nostromo and you see sigourney weaver's like animatronic there like all sweaty and like freaking out and then there's two aliens in that mm-hmm. that one pops out of the wall and one comes down from the ceiling and spits on you if you're lucky. Yep. But watch out because that's now that I've seen the movie. Now you that know. Is dangerous. That's acid. That's some acid. Yeah. That's some burning shit, girl. I know. <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to do with this series is go room by room. Yeah. There's a lot of movies that they that you go through. Um, and some of them, like Alien gets its own kind of room, um, but some of them are combined. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to combine some that way. Because there are some movies 
on this like that you go through that I haven't seen and mm-hmm. I don't like I was telling Jared the first movie that you go to is Footlight Parade which is this old musical from the 30s if not before and I just can't vouch for the entertainment quality of that yeah, movie to base a whole episode there's a whole episode on it. it and it's like also there's like some so like Carolyn said there's like huge the, the alien is like a huge part of it yeah. but then also the original mummy is also in this ride but you see it for like it's very seconds. brief. It's yeah. so brief. And it's like, again, don't want to dedicate a whole episode right. to a movie that isn't... It's a good part of the ride, but it's not like... It's not the it, focus. It's not the focus. It's not the blockbuster. It's literally a pass-by. It like, <laughs> it's like they didn't want the corridor between the rooms to be dark, so they put some mummies and it's Yes, yeah. and they're it's like, great. the mummy. Like, the more. like, okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, and we're excited to kick off this series with Alien... Um, mm-hmm. I know it just celebrated its what fortieth anniversary. anniversary. I know. Oh my gosh, insane! I and I, Caroline, would you get what was the special four K? What was the DVD? Oh god. Well, okay. I did. I mean, I got the fortieth anniversary DVD, which was like the Blu-ray, and then it was like some souped-up four K one, but like the PlayStation couldn't handle it. So we watched the Blu-ray. I, yeah, we did. Yeah, I was concerned because yeah, Caroline, she was like. Can your PlayStation play 4K? And I'm like, of course, go for it. Yeah. it and I like, was like, what about this? I mean, I forget what they called it, but it wasn't even just 4K. It was really a long string of special words before 4K. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Pass. Yeah, and I put the DVD in, and it just kind of kept going like, zhoo, zhoo, and like spinning around. And I was like, I it don't did not think. Know what to do with it. No. <laughs> but we did appreciate, like, starting off from the very, very beginning of our viewing experience. It does have a great DVD menu. Yes, it which does. Which we both appreciate. Oh, beautiful. Yes. I, I miss them, you know. I do too. That's sometimes why I would get the DVD. I feel so cheated when I put a DVD in and the movie just starts. It's like, no, ma'am. I hate it because I'm like, I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm not ready. I don't have my popcorn in front of me. I am not sitting down. Like, the lights have not been dimmed. You can't just start the movie. Mm-mm. I also need it to go on loop at least 15 times before yeah. we start. And if I fall asleep during the movie, I have to wake up to the DVD menu. I can't wake up in the middle of the movie. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> okay. So, Alien, intro to the actual movie. Yes. Released in 1979. Directed by Ridley Scott. Have you ever seen the show Extras? I've heard about it, and okay. I might have seen an episode or two, but... I think you'd love it. There's... Every time I see the name Ridley Scott, I always want to say Wiggly Scott, because <laughs> there's this scene where he tells his friend to come in and pretend like he got a phone call from Ridley Scott to make him sound uh, really important, uh-huh. and she comes in, and she doesn't know who Ridley Scott is, so she uh, goes, so she... I have the phone... It's it's Wiggly Scott. <laughs> it's like, what? So every time I see his name, I just want to call him Wiggly Scott. Um, It was written by Dan O'Bannon. Sorry if I'm not saying that right. Cinematography by Derek Van Lint. And music by Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, Starring Sigourney Weaver, uh, Tom Skerritt, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, John Hurt, Ian Holm, and Yafet Koto, which I'm probably not saying right. And Bolaji Badejo? As the alien, which I know I'm not saying right, but that he plays the alien Ooh. or the xenomorph, as like you'll hear it called. Oh, okay. That's what some people call it, the alien. Also, to to before we get too far, we're only talking about the original movie Alien. Yeah. Not aliens. Not 
what they call the third one, not Prometheus, like, because... Not getting into that. The, it's a whole, like, this is a whole huge franchise. Predator will not be mentioned. And, yeah, just no. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's just this movie. We can't handle everything. So I'll start by going over what I love about this movie um, and why I've been such a big fan of it since I think I saw it probably when I was in high school. So it's not like a childhood movie of mine because it's a little scary for a kid. I still consider high school childhood. I do too. Oh, but I get what you're but saying. But it's not though. like, like a... You didn't watch it as like a seven-year-old. Y- no. Because there are some movies that you have seen quite young. Yeah. That, you should not that I should not have seen, seen quite young. This was not one of them. <laughs> Even though this one I probably could have handled... Yes, I'll... younger. Pulp Fiction is not for a thirteen-year-old watching with her father. Um, so what I love about this movie is the character of Ripley. She's yeah. like I don't want to say she's a feminist icon because that's so overdone, but for me to watch a character that is all these other traits before she's a woman was really important. Yes. To me, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm all for a female badassery, but I also kind of love when a woman just can exist on screen as just a character. Right. Like, there was, like, no... I see your point as in, like, yes, we never had to stop yeah. the story to free, like, pull like pull the cleanse over. Yeah. Just give her a single shot by herself where she's doing something or saying something. Yeah. It's just, you learned it through her normal actions and yeah. the way that she spoke, the way she commanded attention, the yeah. way that she gave attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I also feel like there was, like, there were definitely moments when she's not getting as much respect as she probably deserves, but it wasn't necessarily because she was a woman. You know, we find out later that there was an ulterior motive behind the character of Ash not listening to her, you know, and... Mm-hmm. And, like, the captain, Dallas, he, he listens to her. Like, people take her opinion. And it was, it's never... And same with Veronica Cartwright's character. They're never looked at as, like, women first, then their characters. And part of that is because her character, Ripley, was originally a male character. Oh, really? It was. Like, in the original script, she was a male character. And then Ridley Scott was just kind of thought, well, what if we make her a woman? And he didn't really change anything. Nice. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I, I just love her character. She's so great. All of the characters are really fun, but her especially. Um, I love how beautiful this movie is. Like, every shot of this movie, I would hang on my wall. It's just yeah. gorgeous. Especially for, like, a sci-fi horror film. The visuals are always really interesting, but they're not always designed so beautifully. And we'll get into why that is. Um... I love the cinematography, the visual effects still hold up, the sound design, like, immediately oh. pulls you in. Oh, yeah. It's I, like Star Wars level, like, yes, it world is. building. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, it, they take no time to get you into that world. No, no, you're just there. And um, I just, I love, like, this movie is the epitome of, like, show, don't tell. It doesn't pander down to his, its audience. Everything. And that goes for like the monster too. This is one of... The Xenomorph is one of the only movie monsters that actually scares me. And like, if I were to meet it in real life, I would actually be frightened. And like a lot of oh, movies yeah. show their monster too much, you mm-hmm. know? 
But like this one and the Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know. Have you ever seen yeah. that? Yeah. Ugh. Those, yeah. Right? As, as I'm cringing. As, yeah. As, like, I, as I cringe. Those two. <laughs> Gay cringe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like those two, if I were to meet them anywhere, I would like pee my pants. Is the Pale Man the one with like his mm-hmm. eyes? With his eyes on his hands. His and he like creepy yeah. walks down the hall after her. Mm-hmm. And I, like... Hmm? Nothing. I was just because I haven't seen it, but... Oh, you haven't? <laughs> no. It's going on the list. Yes! So good. I think you really like it because there's a whole big fantasy. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole I, big fantasy. I thing. should... I, I, I should have watched it right now. It's okay. That's why you're here. That's why yeah. You want to learn. That's why I've signed <laughs> Um. Yeah, and that... I just... Oh, man. It's just so beautiful. Um. And works... And works, like, in, in the daytime. Both of those monsters so many like especially horror film yeah. monsters if you were to see them in the light it'd kind of be like oh okay um and then i yeah i love how just elegant this movie is and the story is pretty straightforward it has an a plot and a b plot and the b plot can get a little i don't want to say messy because it's definitely handled very well i don't know if it's as needed the B plot being like the Android and mm-hmm. and the company. Um, but it just, it adds to it. Um, but everything is just told to you so well. Nothing is, they never sit down to explain things. Yeah. The only thing that's explained is like how dire their situation is. But even that is told through the visuals and the sound. So that's why it, it I love it. And it stuck with me so much. I want to know what you thought because you you had two comments the whole time we made this movie and I made note of them because they oh, were funny. You? The first thing the first thing you said for the whole movie was what the fuck they're smoking? <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at you I was like oh, it was the 70s. <laughs> I mean it's yeah, I, that was the very first thing. I said. <laughs> and then I forget why you said this, but you there was a part where you just went, oh, that's so rude. <laughs> like somewhere in there. And I forget if it was the alien or who it was. Was it when they sh- shot? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you stayed. You didn't say anything else. And like you were reacting, but you didn't have any like comments until, um, is it Kane who dies from the, the chest yeah. burster? Uh-huh. And they shoot him. They give him like a little, as much of a funeral as they could. They wrap him up and then they shoot him out into space. And it's supposed to be all somber. And you went, how rude. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, because the way that it was edited, he's like, anyone have any last words? And like, no one says anything. Yeah. And then he pushes his button. It's a little like, whoosh, It's really and it's bad. Like, and I... <laughs> but you needed to set up later on. Right. But it was just like so... The quickness, I, I was kind of I get, pulled yeah. back by the quickness it's of a him little being like shot out. Family Guy fall down yeah. comedy where it's it, like yes. so fast. It was, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, it's so mean. I hope that's the part I was like saying. I think that. you're right. No, now that you're saying it, yeah. I mean, you did say that the alien, the chest burster, was cute. Which I kind of have to agree with you. Oh my He's god, he's kind of cute. I got so scared, like when the, when the chest pop happens. Yeah, like I screamed. Yeah, <laughs> but when you do that close up of the little baby mm-hmm. xenomorph, mm-hmm. I love saying xenomorph. Xenomorph, very fun. Maybe that's like welcome to the stage, xenomorph. 
new drag name. Xena Morph. Xena Morph. I was going to tell you, I really, really, really want you to do a Xena Morph drag look. Oh, done. So, yeah. That, that, I mean, done. We can easily do that. Yes. Okay. I'll like and I like that, that the name notes. is Xena Morph. Oh my gosh, it's like, do I change my name now? Like, oh my gosh. I really like your name. Okay, then now we won't. I think this is, I think this is who you are by night. <laughs> you moonlight like, no, as I, Xenomorph. Xenomorph. This is Halloween. So even like Mirage has a, even Mirage, ulti- yeah. <laughs> Mirage Atua has a separate and an ulterior personality. This is like perfect for like the Boulet brothers. This would be there. You go. A good horror drag. Um, I mean, like, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. It was kind of like. This is, like, such a fun movie to pick apart and eat. Like, as you were talking about parts that you liked, I was, like, there's, like, three main pillars that I definitely want to, like, hit back with you and, like, dissect even further. But, like, this is, like, I just think, like, if, if you were to translate this to a book, this is, like, ninth grade freshman year. If you were to take, like, a film class, like... Mm-hmm. You know how they make you take English freshman, sophomore, <laughs> junior, senior year? Yeah. Like, this is definitely, like, freshman English, like, film analysis. Like, take this film apart, and you're going to learn how to break down a film yeah. and how to appreciate it. Like, there is just, like, so much of it. Mm-hmm. And for something, like you said, like, the plot is very... For someone that... For a film that has such a straightforward plot, mm-hmm. there's a lot yeah. to take apart. And maybe that is... A key to making such a great film is having a plot that I think is so it straightforward. Is. I and I I love it. Just the simplicity of like the objective. They're in this foreign environment. There's this scary thing that wants to kill them. They have to get away from it. Like I think, especially nowadays, so many movies convolute their plots by throwing so much in, and you don't need it. Right. I'd rather just have moments where the story can breathe, where I can appreciate it. I don't need I don't need to know every character's backstory, nope. the history Mm-mm. of everything. I don't need that much world building told to me because to me this movie does world building better because it just throws me in it. Yeah, exactly. Right to the point. You're in the future and it's funny cuz these people aren't like space voyagers they Mm -hmm. are just like i i kind of um paralleled them to truck drivers yeah they're that's basically what they are Mm -hmm. and i think that's also really cool because they're not these built-up heroes yeah they're average people they're just like us they're Mm -hmm. like mundane yeah and like that's very and that's told through the two lower level like the engineers engineers Mm -hmm. when and it's it's always great when you can world build that way through your characters and their dialogue and do it in a comedic way as yeah. well. Yeah. Like when they're asking for more money or it's mm-hmm. like, look, no, we go from point A to point B. We have the stuff. Yeah. Let's just get home. Mm-hmm. And if you if we want to go some, and then if you want to detract, you got to have to give me more money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It sets up so much about like, like they're not prepared for a threat like this. You yeah. know, they're they're just doing their job. They have minimal training. They're not like military. Mm-mm. They don't have the weapons that right. they could use on this thing. And and that makes it really exciting too because the plans that they come up with are really smart. And it's just using what they have. And also I like that nobody falls into that that horror trope of like making a stupid decision. Even when they split up, 
I get it because like they split up in teams smart and then when they are caught on their own it's like the guy's caught on his own because he's looking for the cat and it's like it happens you gotta find the cat you know like it's a good way of like separating him and nobody makes those dumb decisions exactly yeah and no one loses it too much yeah i would say i mean there's i forget the ladies and the other lady's name she starts to spiral but she keeps it together but she also is the one that well it's not veronica in the movie i forget her name in the movie um but yeah she also is the one that i agree with because she's like let's get in an escape pod and go (laughs) right (laughs) and yeah that's like an (laughs) like yeah fun easy decision but then you have someone like ripley who's kind of like no, we need to defeat this right. bad Right. I forget why she says it wouldn't work, but I think she said something like they're 10 months out of, like, away from Earth. And I think it sounds like maybe the escape pod, they'd be awake the whole time or something and, like... Well, maybe... Oh, no. She said the escape pod wouldn't carry all of them. That's right. That's what it was. That's right. It wouldn't carry all of them. Because it does have the sleep. It does have some... It does, because she, she gets in it at yeah, the okay. end. That's right. But, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't have carried... They would have had to do some sacrificing. Yeah, and that have... and that's cool too. That I like to. We don't have that. Oh, let's sit around the table and discuss who we're gonna sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Everyone, they're like a team. They're like, we're not gonna sacrifice. Okay, let's move ahead with the story. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that was um, very very fantastic, and I kind of liked in the beginning too when kind of to your point of like Ripley's like feminism and like Mm -hmm. again this isn't like anything crazy but a scene that really like stood out to me was like when they when they bring um the captain back that he's been infected Mm -hmm. and Ripley's like okay like cool that you guys are back you need to chill and then they're like let us in he's gonna die and she's like no he's infected you guys are infected we need to do protocol Mm -hmm. we need to do these things she sticks to her guns and it's Mm -hmm. like she is the leader of the she's taking her like even though she's like third in command yeah she's in command yeah and she's not backing down Mm -mm. and she's not a bitch about it either no you can tell that like it's affecting her it's sad Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to have to do this but she knows that it's protocol and it's protocol for a reason yeah a reason very clearly very clear (laughs) very clear why there is a protocol but then yes um little android boy yep goes behind her back and opens it Mm -hmm. and it's funny because like when he did that i was like oh what a little bitch like He's just, it's he funny. looked like a brown noser too. Yeah, you were making these noises and this is why I love watching movies with you now because I am seeing it through new light and like the noises and the scoffs that you were making, I could tell that you thought it was more of like, oh, he's not listening to her because she's a woman because now, if this movie were made now, I think that's what that scene would be. Yes. But the way that I saw it in the early 2000s and the way when it was released, I don't know if that's how it was read. I don't think it was either. Yeah. I don't think it was like a feminist scene, but it, we're so conscious of it now that that's mm-hmm. kind of how I think it plays today if you're just watching it for the first time. But then you find out, yeah, has no idea. It's, that's not at all why he has a severe ulterior motive. Right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that scene, like, really, like, um, stood out to me. And it's just, like, so funny because you can always go back to it because I was, like, mm-hmm. always, like, protocol. Protocol. Like every time, like something bad happened, yeah. I was like, "Protocol." <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I will always, like I'll always bring it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what is that character's name? The the Andrew, the Ash. The Ash. Mm-hmm. So, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, I really sweet. Wait, wait, what? It's Bilbo Baggins. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my 
my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> how did I not? Uh, I mean, I was like, how did I not see that? I was like, well. I, it's, I apparently, it's been like 30 years. But between those movies. But yeah, it's Bilbo Baggins. That's hilarious. I think that's the only two things that I've seen him in. He's like a great theater actor. But yeah. yeah. Um, I really liked how the reveal for Ash was incredible. Yeah. Some of like one of like the best cinematic reveals. You don't see it coming and I forget every time yeah. I watch it. It's and I was yeah, you don't see it coming, which I like. Yeah. I think that like I like you, I don't like to be fed Mm-mm. so much in a movie. Yeah. And um a comment I was gonna make earlier when we were talking about like simple storytelling or straightforward storytelling mm-hmm. was like, yeah, directors or storytellers nowadays, I feel that they have to confuse the audience with their plot yeah. to and they think that's a good movie because they think when they do the reveal or they do their twist mm-hmm. that they'll get the payoff and it's like the exact opposite yeah it's the exact opposite mm-hmm. definitely and, and i really feel like if you want to make a good movie or if you want to like do that you kind of need to like edit and pull yourself back yeah in, yeah in i think i think that movies today could use a lot of editing like of the script before you even get in there. Mm-hmm. But no, people are flashy and want to like outdo, and it's like, yeah. yeah, I want you to outdo the last, you know, movie, but you're not doing it. You're kind of doing it in like a cheap or like what? Yeah, you're just not doing it. It's the just best it way. has to be motivated. Yeah, if you because there are don't be lazy. Don't be lazy, and there. I mean, there are so many great movies. I mean, we just saw Endgame over the weekend, and mm-hmm. I think. Like, that is a movie that has so much in it, these Marvel movies, and it's just go, 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 and all of these characters, but they have found a way of pacing it exactly right, Yeah. where you get all of the information that you need, it's not, it's not spoon-fed to you, but you, it's given to you in a way that you understand everything that you need to understand, mm-hmm. you trust them that they're, that you're getting all the information that you need. Which, kudos to them, yeah. because when you have a mass audience like Avengers has, mm-hmm. um, sorry society, but y'all kind of fucking dumb, you have to be spoon-fed. Sometimes and you do, yeah. You do. And, and like with movies like that, there are, I mean, there are kids watching it, so yes. you do have to understand that they'll understand the story, you know, enough, but you also have to make it so that adults don't, don't feel idiot, yeah. like idiots, yeah. And I think Avengers did a great job, the end game, mm-hmm. for not really spoon feeding us anything no i didn't really feel that way no i don't yeah they're they have they've done it really well and then you have a show like game of thrones because that's the other big thing that's happening right now um and they're really good at not spoon feeding you information i would have appreciated a little bit of spoon feeding in earlier seasons (laughs) because i was one of those people that almost gave up on the show many times because it was so convoluted and there were so many characters and I was like, I have no clue what's going on. Like, I didn't understand anyone's in-the-moment motivations. Mm -hmm. So I would have appreciated a little bit of spoon-feeding there. But now, the payoff, like, it's paying off because now I know That's funny. Um, I have not kept up. I kind of watch with you whenever I can. Mm -hmm. I did watch seasons one and then a little bit of two. What really got me was kind of like the rhythm and the level of the dialogue was so soothing to me Mm. that I would drift and that's when I would get lost. But then 
I if I would still watch like I'm not on my phone or anything. I'm just like kind of I would I would literally drift for like two minutes. And I was like, oh yeah. fuck, now I need to like. Well, catch yeah, up. yeah. You're like, what? What are What's they talking on? about? Who is this person that's yeah, just walked in? Exactly. But then yeah. like in the last five minutes, I'm like, okay, this is what happened in the episode. Like it kind yeah. of like all comes back to me then. Yeah. Um, well, also there were so many characters. You only got like a couple minutes with each of them, mm-hmm. so you couldn't even like really get into the scene. Like bringing it back to Alien, it's so great that we only have a few characters. To yet. Yeah. On, yeah, on to, like, my, one of my next points was, like, yeah, just, like, the cast is, like, so minimal and, you know, yeah, you don't have to go above and beyond. Everyone is, you get a sense of who they are mm-hmm. and you get a sense of their motivations real quick. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, the way they executed that with the, um, just, like, deciding who leaves to go out and to, like, explore. Yeah. I was just, like... Yeah, it's just, like, learning how to take little things like that and taking a chance to, like, peel back the layer of each character, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, all of the characters, I mean, you could, within the first five, ten minutes, you could describe every character. Even if you didn't know their name, you could describe something about who they are and what motivates them in life. And it's not told to you. You know, they're not like, hello, my name is, and this is what I mm-hmm. care about. It's all in their dialogue. I got the Dorgans. Oh my God. That's my favorite moment. Did we talk about that on here? Oh, we have, because we did, we have made this Oh, that's before, right. And that's we, said right. The, we said the exact, same exact thing. But it's just like, I mean, that's what I'm always going to like go back to whenever I make this kind of comment. Yeah, yeah. What were I their have names? to reference it. It was Agatha Dorcas. <gasps> Prudence. 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 Agatha Dorcas. <laughs> Still love that show. Oh, did you know that the Weird Sisters are from Macbeth? Yeah. I didn't know that. Bubble, Bubble, Toil, and Trouble. Oh, those Fire, are Fire, Burn, names? and Cauldron, Bubble. Oh, no. <laughs> That's just a little... <laughs> Imagine. I'm Bubble. Those are the Powerpuff Girls. I'm Bubble. And I'm Bubbled. <laughs> and I'm Bubbles. <laughs> oh. Okay, what were we talking about before? Uh, we were just... Um, oh, character. We, yeah, characters. Another um, feminism point, if uh-huh. you will, is kind of like when it we get into the action, you know, Ripley doesn't really fall on anyone mm-hmm. for guidance. Yeah. Like, yeah, if there's like a science question, she'll go to Ash or like, you mm-hmm. know, if there's like that. But she also kind of like doesn't take shit. Yeah. And she's kind of like when they try to like... And I guess this really isn't a feminism point. This is like, could just be more of like a character Mm -hmm. point was like, she could call you out if you were giving a lazy answer or if the answer, like she knew when your answer wasn't a hundred percent like, like, yeah, like she, she could tell if it it wasn't a full answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you were bullshitting her and like, yeah, she does it with the engineers a lot. It's like. How long is it going to take you to fix that or something? He gives her an answer, and sh- I think she like goes back at him like, "No, seriously, like we need an answer, realistically." And like she she keeps things moving. She's really smart. She feels like a character that is at the very beginning of a very long career, and like yeah. maybe this is one of her early jobs on a commercial vehicle, but she's probably destined for bigger things than a commercial thing. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about... Uh, yeah, what else should we talk about? <laughs> uh, let's talk about 
the alien itself as a character. Okay. Ooh. Um, because I have some fun facts about okay. that. We talked about how great of a monster it is, but let's talk about how it became that. So the guy that was in the costume, first of all, I have to say that first, like starting out is one of the best ways of having a movie monster is to have it physically there to physically build it. Yes. It is like, it is a suit that an actor is in. It's not an animated CGI floaty weird thing. I think it's been proven time and time again that you are right, that that is so much better just because the performances that you will get. Yeah. I don't care how good of an actor you are. If you are acting with, a blue head ball. Yeah. Like in the jungle. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I didn't see it, but yeah. Me neither. But it's just like when you are acting with a stick. Yeah. Like you're just like not going to get. Yeah, you're not definitely. And and it's going to hold up a lot longer too. I mean, this movie is celebrating its 40th anniversary and it looks amazing and it looks like it could have just come out. It looks better than some of the movies that are out now. Yeah. Um, so the guy who was in that, his name, and I know I'm going to mispronounce it, is um, Bolaji Badejo. Um, he was 6'10", and he was of Maasai descent. Yeah, 6'10". Oh, oh my gosh. He was discovered, I think, in a bar by the casting people. In New York, I think New York. Um, but he's of Maasai descent, and um, like Maasai was a warrior tribe. Okay. Um, and this was his only movie because after this, he moved back to Nigeria and he ran an art gallery. Cute. Um, yeah, but this I have a picture to show you. That's him in the suit, and that's him next to the xenomorph. Isn't oh he my cute? god, he's actually really cute. He's yeah. Really cute. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We'll post this on the gram for you guys. Yes, that's why I figured that, you know, I, I know you'll post it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was physically there. And the all the de- designs in the movie, from the creature to the ships, um, I don't think the costume design, but all of the main designs were by... Um, they're by H.R. Giger. Who is a Swiss surrealist painter. And his paintings, if you were to look at them, look so much like this movie. Um, but they're they're very um, like industrial, like metals, but kind of like swirly. And I mean, just literally just like the creature. Um, and so he he actually designed it and also built the stuff too, which is really oh, interesting. Because awesome. usually, you know, you draw it and then yeah, someone yeah. else would build it. Um so to to build the creature, he put um, he he made it out of real bones. So like there's oh, real gosh. bones in the costume, like human bones. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, I think what? human. It could be animal, but there's real something in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just I want you to know this for when you do your drag look. Oh, okay. Because so. I want you to implement. Real bones. Yeah. Real bones. For sure. The lips, there's that scene, because it kind of has, um, if you watch closely, like the mouth kind of comes out. It has two mouths, yeah. It has like two mouths. So the lips Because it's got its baby mouth. It's got its baby mouth, yeah. Yeah, it's a cute little metal baby mouth. (laughs) Um, It's uh, lips that kind of come up over the baby mouth or condoms. Shut up. And like, it totally works, because like you watch it, and it seems like a very kind of organic material that comes up and it seems very thin but like strong i don't know it's, it's a condom it's condoms wow i know 
Um, and then there's a human skull in the tip of its head. So those three things I need <laughs> in your look. <laughs> um, but just seriously, the design. Or else I'm lazy. Or else you're lazy. If you don't implement like, these three Commit. things. Like, come on, I'll help you get a human skull. It won't be too hard. <laughs> um, but the, the design tells you everything you need to know about like the fact that it's a parasite everything like starting from the face hugger which is what they call the one that's like that impregnates him basically um it tells you everything you need to know about it being a parasite and then the fact that it like the acidic blood and that's why it has like an exoskeleton and then it can blend into the ship so well and it's like the i mean it's like the ultimate predator kind of Mm -hmm. alien i have a question Mm -hmm. um so that the face sucker yeah so it's like is that okay so like when if when we get to the egg yes what the thing that is in the egg Mm -hmm. is the face i think it jumped out yeah it jumped out on his face so i mean like i don't know if your research tells you this or like Mm -hmm. how far the universe goes Mm -hmm. into this but it's like okay the way that to me as like a first time viewer Mm -hmm. like that face sucker clamps onto it face sucker yeah. Face sucker, yeah, goes into hugger. him. Hugger. So yeah. I keep saying sucker and you corrected me and then I said sucker okay. again. <laughs> the face hugger uh-huh. goes onto him and puts the... It, it puts goes the in xenom- his throat. Puts the xenomorph in his throat. In his stomach. In his like, stomach. Like goes all the way down. Yeah. If... I'm, I guess what I'm confused about mm-hmm. is like if the egg was untouched. Yeah. What would have happened? I don't, do, I don't think anything would have happened. It needs a host. Oh, okay, so... I, I don't think it would have hatched and become... So what lays the eggs? A xenomorph, I okay, think. Okay, so a xenomorph. Well, okay. I don't know. And here's the thing. I think it's explained later on. So I've seen this one. I've seen part of Aliens because I watched it back to back, but I fell asleep. Not because it was boring, because some people actually like Aliens, the sequel, more than this one. So I would love to see it. Um just don't don't start a movie at 1 a.m. when you're cozy on the couch um and it's a dark movie and you got all the lights off because you'll fall asleep and i've seen prometheus which is like i want to say it's a prequel yeah it is and i've seen prometheus as well okay did we see it together no okay i saw this like back in like years ago in florida like oh yeah that's true so like we definitely didn't um and i if i remember right prometheus follows Almost more the of the B plot, which is like the corporation. Oh, okay. See, like I was and, too like, young. The android. And, okay, I've never seen Alien, and I had never. You know, yeah. I, yeah. All I know is that it was. I only know that scene where like there's like that man standing out on like the world, and he's like huge. Yes. Like, oh. Which you see. <gasps> which he's. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> see. Oh. And it, it might be explained what lays the eggs in one of those Uh, but i always just kind of assumed like this was it's that's its reproductive cycle it's a very strange reproductive cycle because it also grows up super fast i mean it grows up right away oh yeah it goes from being cute to creepy real Mm -hmm. fast (laughs) um so yeah i don't know what lays the eggs but it it that definitely wasn't their planet that alien's planet because it was that big tall giger designed and it was in the ship yeah. Technically. Yeah, technically. It wasn't even on mm-hmm. the planet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think if they hadn't... I think those eggs were just laying there in wait for yeah, God knows cool. how long. 
Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Waiting for a host. Yeah. Um, and that's, that scene is so great. Um, the cinematographer filled, like, it filled the whole thing with smoke, but not like you'd see traditionally where, like, you can see the smoke billowing. He did it until there was, until it wouldn't billow anymore. So it just thickened the air and made it, like, really atmospheric. Which was a really cool effect and which really gave them a really cool payoff because Mm -hmm. as he is discovering and telling his crewmates, he's like being all sciencey, sciencey, sciencey. And you're like, ooh, yeah. And like, just like the visual of him breaking it too. Breaking breaking through the the atmosphere. With like that laser kind of effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was really cool. Really, really cool. This movie is beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) And again, here on We Watch Things, we live for the practical effects. Yeah. Way more than the CGI. And I mean, this is something that you cannot achieve with CGI. Something that cool. No. Sorry, guys. Sorry, not sorry. sorry. I know. Like, it. oh man, it's just so cool. I can't get over it. Um, so, okay, that's what I have. That's why I have for Alien. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm i with you. This um, monster is just, like, so cool. He's so sleek. She. S- she. Sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, I don't know if they ever really explicitly say, but some, some I'll hear people call her the queen. Yeah, too. I've heard that, too. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, so, I love her head. Like, just, like, the, the way yes. her head goes down to her body I is know. so sleek and yeah. designed. And, like you said, you can tell that, like, the designer designed it and built it because that attention to detail and just like oh yeah it's just like Mm -hmm. so clean yeah and the exo the exoskeleton is just like so pretty yeah it It, it, it really is it's like and it's like the color of it like it's so black it reminds me of like onyx or something mm -hmm. like that or like an oil slick or something like it's so black it just oh it's so cool and it works so well with the way that they designed the shots and with the way that they designed the ship and all of the curves. And I mean, one of my favorite shots is in the beginning before anyone wakes up and it's as they're like pods open and like all the doors kind of lift up and it looks like this weird kind of like dragonfly kind of creature with like wings going up and that's, Mm -hmm. and the camera just like pushing in and it's just so good. Yeah. Um, And then Baby, yeah, baby xenomorph is just mm-hmm. hysterical when she like pops up and she kind of like crawls, looks around, looks around. <laughs> yeah, she's like, what's what's all this? Like a little what? raptor. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all stunned. And yeah. you know, as a viewer, you want to scream at them, but I, you know, usually I would be like, run away from the like, you know, this thing what just like killed your friend. But it's like it's so mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so visually appealing. And then that- they do a great thing too, where he's like, oh my god, kill it, and someone's like, no. It has acidic blood. Like, right there, it tells you, oh my god, we can't even kill this thing. Mm-hmm. Because that will kill us. Another point to how great it is as a predator. Yeah. It's yeah. funny, because that's like a evolutionary trait that a lot of non-aggressive, or a lot of prey have. Yeah. Which, is, yeah, yeah. It's a lot what a lot of prey have, mm-hmm. to, as defense mechanisms yeah. against the... Against their predators. Against their predators. So, I mean, it's funny because it's like, okay, it has this exoskeleton, mm-hmm. which protects, which we, which you just mentioned, it protects itself from its own acidity. But it's like, what if this creature evolved because there's another creature that hunted this? That's, yeah. I was, that's such an interesting thing. Like, what if, what if this creature, this xenomorph had started as prey mm-hmm. and then evolved and like 
can you imagine like if we're the prey of the xenomorph and the xenomorph is a prey of something else that's scary that's what scares me about yeah. space there's a movie for there's you. a movie there <laughs> that's how you continue this franchise yeah <laughs> not alien versus predator but no 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 no, no. alien versus whatever is after also i've it. never seen predator i know we said we weren't going to talk about it but i've never seen the movie predator but like there's a part of me watching alien as much as she scares me and as much as she's a real bitch to this crew but like god damn it do i respect her for some reason <laughs> i like i'm part of me is like you go girl you you protect yourself and like mm-hmm. i want ripley to win and i don't want everyone to die but there's a little bit part of me that like roots for her so i feel like i can only root for alien and alien versus predator oh for sure there was even a moment while we're in the escape pod and she had mm-hmm. made it on there and she's just um and Ripley gets scared and goes into the closet mm-hmm. um I was like okay she must have heard or seen Ripley but she kind of just lays there and minds her own business yeah and I almost thought for a second that we were going to end it with Ripley just kind of chilling and like not going to attack her well it's funny so I watched the commentary of the I think it was the director's cut last night and it was with the whole cast and with Ridley Scott. And they mentioned something about there almost being like a sex scene between Ripley and the alien, where it was like the alien was going to kind of like, and like, I mean, the alien basically rapes an earlier character, um, Kane, with impregnating him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you almost don't really think about it, but it's, it's a sexual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, reproducing yeah yeah, reproducing um so they mentioned something about how like the alien was gonna like admire her like pink soft skin and things like that and so i I feel like you do kind of get that vibe from that moment too where the alien's like okay girl like (laughs) yeah i don't don't know what the alien was thinking maybe Mm -hmm. she was just tired yeah maybe i mean rough day Woke Rough up, day. got born, yeah. grew, killed a bunch of people. Right, right. I like I get on this pod. Maybe that's the weakness of this alien. Is like you do so much in a day mm-hmm. that you you work hard, <laughs> sleep hard. I, something that was also really interesting about this movie is that like you we never see a body after Mm-mm. it's gone. Yeah. Do we assume that she eats them or? So here's the thing. No, because there also, I think, is like they were going to have scenes in there where you find out what happens to them. I think she eats one of them, one of them for food. Um, I want to say it's uh, the first guy that bites it that was looking for the mm-hmm. cat. The cat yeah. I think he's food. I think they said Dallas, the captain, is she impregnates him to like further it on oh my or gosh. something. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know if that ever made it into one of the films or if that's canon because it was like a deleted scene, but yeah, they talked about that. That's interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, like, unfortunately nothing could happen because that whole ship exploded. It exploded. So, so she, sorry girl. So yeah, good effort. But the cat made it. It's true. Yeah. The cat Jonesy. made it. Oh, Jones. Stupid cat. Like, I mean, I'm, maybe it's cause I'm a dog person. And, like, I want them to save the cat, but sometimes I'm like, leave the damn cat. No, as a cat person, <laughs> after that first attempt, yeah. she, I'd have been like, J- bye, jo- Jonesy, Jonesy, bye. Jonesy, bye. 
Jonesy, the food. I was like, girl, I'll I'll twinkle the bell. I'll get you the food. But it's like, yeah. girl, the the ship is detonating in ten minutes. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so tense. When like oh. the, the sound of the alarm going off and just the 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 ship will self destruct and it's like, oh my god, it's so tense. Also, it, I. She flings that crate around. I was like, I know. I know that cat is not in that crate because, like, I mean, like, good thing for Sojourney to not hold back on that performance, but dear Lord, does she fling that crate around. I know. And I'm like, oh, God. That cat would be like, leave me at the alien. Yeah, like, Stop I'm it. Done. I'm done. <laughs> That's all I thought about as I'm watching that. I was like, that cat. Poor cat. I was like, just leave Leave Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It's funny. I whenever I watch this movie too, I think about cats in horror films versus dogs in horror films. Because if it was a dog, it never would have lived. No, it never been ever. First dead. That's funny. Yeah, I think that's a fun essay to do. Cats and dogs horror meets horror meets film. Horror. Why? I think it's because do- dogs tug on our heartstrings more. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. A dog is very sad. Yeah. A cat. Eh. Mm-mm. <laughs> And it's funny because cats are also like omen, o- ominous, yeah. ominous in the, films. the guardians the, of the underworld world. and like Egyptian mythology and mm-hmm. yeah. It's a lot. It's really. I mean, uh, yeah. It's funny how like culture plays in. This is how life affects art. Culture affects art yeah. in this way. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of those um, little like movie language things. Where you like you know you have like cinema like visually some things. Like, and people smoking a cigarette laying in bed, you know they just had sex, even though mm-hmm. I feel like five years from now, like, I feel like yeah, kids now are going to watch that and go, I... What's that mean? What, what does that mean? But it's like, it's one of those, like, movie language things, and I feel like if a dog shows up in a horror film, you know it's going to bite it. Mm-hmm. Or it's Cujo. <laughs> or it's Cujo. True. <laughs> True. There's always exceptions. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's an interesting, interesting point. Yeah. With um, yeah, felines and... Felines and canines and horror films. And horror films. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. So, over well-rounded villain. Yeah. Of our story. Yes. Mrs. Xenomorph. Mrs. Xenomorph. Um, did you see the high school that did? I sent it you the play. That I they did, did not. Um, that, did you watch a little bit? I of watched it? a little. I watched the chess burst scene. Okay, yeah. I didn't have time to watch it, but I did download it just in case of copyright. Like it's you already said. starting to get pulled. Oh no! See, I'm glad I downloaded yeah. it then. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's shout out to that high school that they did. It's really fun, um, and Sigourney Weaver went to it too. There's like footage of her saying hi to the cast. Yeah, I kind of wanted to bring that up too, actually, since you like sent me that video. I was like, actually. Um, and I like to do this too. I was like, mm-hmm. what would Alien look like as a play, as a theatrical play? Here's the thing. I don't think it translates that well. Really? Um, I thought it I thought it would have. Well, maybe if you had a really big budget. Mm-hmm. I think the high school, I mean, the high school did a great job, so this is not saying anything. Did you watch it all the way through? I watched almost all of it. Okay. I skipped, like, I skipped about halfway through and then I had it on in the background while I was doing my research and then I would mm-hmm. like jump over when I knew it was um, a really important scene. But they even they had a giant screen and they played like played things on the screen because um, like the the scene when Dallas is in the tunnels and it's really tight and he has like the flamethrower, um, like it's like how do you replicate claustrophobia on stage? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but to to me that's a fun challenge. It, very fun. They used a 
like a screen. They use like a TV, like a big projection, and oh, had okay. him recorded oh, in okay. tunnels, um, which totally worked. But like I see, I don't know how you would. I don't know how you'd get. I mean, you totally could. I think if you had a big enough budget, but I really think you'd need the right set to make you to bring the audience into it like the mm-hmm. sound design would totally work that would yeah. instantly bring you in it um and like you could argue that even the great movie ride a little bit is like a really quick stage play version of it mm-hmm. but see what you have there is like you said like actually you brought up a good point to like debunk mine was like mm-hmm. the claustrophobia that is very hard to translate and at least yeah. with the great movie ride you have those walls very close to you because if you're sitting you. in like an mm-hmm. actual theater you're right you don't feel that yeah and you're gonna want to show and bring in other characters too maybe if you did it in like a theater in the round or like a black box theater like a really small Mm -hmm. not like a big proscenium kind of Mm -hmm. broadway show yeah well and it was really funny too because like when i thought about it too and i was like actually like this set doesn't move much either Mm -mm. like the Mm -mm. location yeah we go to a different planet but you really don't move like Mm -mm. that's very easy to accomplish on stage yeah the hardest part like you said yeah is like that really intense like but also then doing the monster attacks because as much as the xenomorph does work you know if it were to show up in our living room right now it would be terrifying in full light but he still doesn't show it a lot and it's really effective to not show it, especially because then you're constantly, when the characters are walking around the ship, you're constantly looking like, oh my God, was that it? Did I see it there? Did it just disappear here? Because it blends in so well. Mm-hmm. How would you do that on stage two? Like, would it, I guess it'd be cool if it was kind of constantly in the background, like if it blended into the background and then like jumped out and grabbed mm-hmm. someone. But if you're if you're sitting too far back, you'd miss it. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, I think you could do it. It would just be very hard. Yeah. Definitely a challenge, but yeah, yeah. you're right. This, I can't wait to watch it, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, the school did a very... They did a great job. Great job. No, they did a totally great job. Um, but yeah, it made me think about it, too, about how, like, how some things are more geared towards movies versus plays. Because then you have the opposite. Some plays don't really translate that well to movies. Mm-mm. I was trying to think there was which one was that there was even like music, some musicals mm-hmm. are the same way I was trying to think of like one because there I had I once had like a very good example but is it like Phantom or um you know one that I can think of um it's not live action but Frozen oh. I think I think it's a much better play than it is a movie do you really I do if it's executed well, I don't know. I've seen it a couple times at Disneyland and it did not. Here's the thing about, okay, the one at Disneyland when it opened was really good. And every time I see it, they've taken something else away. Which is dumb. That I, And like, it, so it opened, when I first saw it, it opened with that like Icelandic song. And yes. all these guys came mm-hmm. out and were like cutting ice. And Beautiful. it was so cool. Beautiful. It was awesome. And then the next time I saw it, they didn't start it that way. It just kind of started with like cute little Anna running around and I was like oh that's weird like you didn't like bring me into your world yeah and like yeah every time I've seen it they've taken something else mm-hmm. out but I think that my friend Marie made a really good point those songs are more Broadway songs they are 
that when I've watched Frozen and mm-hmm. I get a lot of flack for liking Frozen, but I love the I music. I like Frozen. I like Frozen. The songs are, and I think that's why they also made it a Broadway, way more their musical. Yeah. Other than the fact that it was really popular. Right. I think if it wasn't, even as the, the, one of their most popular films, they would have made it a mm-hmm. Broadway play just because their songs are, their the the strong the songs they choose and mm-hmm. the way they order them and what kind of songs they are yeah. are very a la like musical right like, like it's a very for, musical structure for the most part when they sing a song the story stops where movie musicals usually try to continue the story through the song mm-hmm. or reveal something big but with frozen not all of them but most of them are just like we're gonna stop now we're gonna sing a song and then we're gonna get back to the story and that's that feels more play because it's more enjoyable. Like when it's a play and it's live, I don't mind watching someone just do something just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. Where when it's a movie, I'm very conscious of like, this is my time. This is, we have this story to tell. You can tell me how you're feeling in a different, more economical way. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I thought of one. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know if I thought of one, but a musical, Chicago, I way love more as a movie than I do as the Broadway play. I've never seen the Broadway play, but I have heard like the original recordings and I'm so used to the movie and how fast the movie is that the Broadway one is so slow to me. Yeah. It sucks that all that, all that jazz is probably one of them. Um, It took me a while to get used to the slow version. I Mm -hmm. do. But what really kills me is the set. In some oh. Chicago musicals, mm-hmm. it's very common to have no set. Yeah, just like the scaffolding just, yeah, kind of thing. Or just yeah. having the or- – I saw a touring company just have the whole orchestra on stage. Oh. So they were like in a stadium seating, and then all the actors were in front of them. And I was kind of like, okay, this is better than some I've seen. But yeah. I was like, no, I need a set because yeah. it's not that way. But Well, especially with something like that that is so – Dramatic and in such an interesting location. It is a jail in the twenties, like in Chicago. The the all three of those things are very interesting locations. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah. I don't think. I think I. I think I'd be really mad if I went to go see Chicago and it was just. Yeah. That I'm like, where's my spectacle? Where's I my was, glitter? I was very <laughs> upset. Um, and one last wrap up of like our theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I. The reason why I can't wait to also watch the high school one is I want to see how they did the exploration because I feel like going into the spaceship in the world when they yeah. get off of it. I didn't. Really I skipped fun. that part. I'm gonna have to it watch it. It would be fun it. to like see how they did mm-hmm. that as well and like having them communicate back and forth. There's a cool moment where I think it's when they're doing a scene change and it's much later, um, and it's a pretty long scene change. So the xenomorph comes out into the audience but like from the back and they have the sounds playing and it's so great i don't know who recorded it but they're just in the audience and it seems like maybe it was someone's dad or something Mm -hmm. because it's like they're off to the side and it's it doesn't seem like the camera's on a tripod um but whoever this person is sitting next to she is great she is so invested and she is very vocal about like when she's scared so when the xenomorph comes out she makes all these like scared that sounds really good but yeah it's like out in the audience they did a great job too but also their production seemed pretty dark which um fit and kind of helped it hide in places yeah they were really smart about it that's good Yeah. yeah um so i something we like to talk about and you bring up a lot is what if this were made today yes 
Um, and for some reason, this one, I really, I had a lot of things that I thought of that would be different if this were made today. And we talked a little bit about um, the feminism being played up and like the adverse or adversity that Ripley's going up against and like mm-hmm. the men not listening to her and yeah. like all the stuff that like I'm getting kind of sick of. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like sometimes it feels a little pandering. Yeah. For sure. um, and this movie doesn't do that. I think it would be played up more. I think there'd be way more CGI. This is if yeah. Ridley Scott didn't make it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just if like anyone made it today. James um, Cameron. <laughs> You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there. I think there would be a lot of flashbacks to Ripley's past. Ooh, tea. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's something that's very common now. Yeah, a good flashback. Yeah, and and it can be done well. Like it can add things, but I really don't think this movie needs it. I think mm. you're given everything you need to know about her character in how she's acting. Um, and I also think that if it were done today, the B plot of the company being evil would be the A plot. Yeah. I think that would take over. Ooh, good point. We would have given them a face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I think there would have been a lot more guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot more action. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot more slow motion. We oh, would have had a slow-mo. Yeah. I love a good slow-mo. I don't miss it, though, in this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I think... And like the B-plot was something that I think the studio added. The screenwriter was also in the commentary. And he did, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like the B-plot. Interesting. I, I don't blame him. I kind of like it. Um, it could have toned... I mean, it depends on how you're going to differentiate the A-plot from the B-plot. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the B-plot in the sense that it... Add, to me, it added another layer of horror. Mm-hmm. Other than just the monster, it was kind of like this. Uh, it's actually funny. I can tie this into Game of Thrones a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, All right. uh, just because it's like big right now. Yeah. And the threat to Game of Thrones, everyone mm-hmm. was like, you know, it's the Night King. Yes. And he just died. And so everyone's like, oh, there, there's like no more like big. I, I'm one of those people that's mm-hmm. a little like, okay, you killed what I thought was the bigger right. threat, the more yeah. important. Right. Plot. And so, and then other people think, well, there's still Cersei. Uh, yeah, other and, people are like, well, that was never, that was never the game. It was always right. the Game of Thrones. Thrones. And I but was I like, was, but I was sold the Night King. But as someone who doesn't watch it, um, I could still consider the Night King someone that's in line for the Game of Thrones as well. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he never, he was he, never a contender, but. Right. But, like, if you take over... If you take over everything. Then you take over the throne. Right. In my right. eyes. The way I eyes. always saw it was the White Walkers always seemed like global warming to me. Ooh, Where cute. it's like, okay, <laughs> cute, very cute. Oh, trendy. <laughs> but it's like, if you... The White Walkers and global warming can both completely end all life as we know it on this planet. So nothing else matters. matters. Exactly. And that's why, like... Who the president is, who's on the throne, doesn't matter if there's no world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, to me, the White Walkers and the Night King were a much bigger threat. Yeah. 
Um, and so that's kind of how I see the company. And I think mm, that's okay. kind of like how the comp and I'm glad the company doesn't have a face yeah. and I'm glad that we don't know much and we didn't go much into them because, um, again, going to go into like this straightforward plot, mm-hmm. it's a nice B plot that kind of unknowingly supports a lot of motivations mm-hmm. that you might not see firsthand because like we said before with Ridley, why didn't they just go on the escape pod? Like, yeah, yeah, they probably could have figured out how to not sacrifice, but like at least work around the 10 months problem. Maybe. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. they could probably send on SOS. They they would have figured out, but it's like, no, there is another evil out there. This company who does not care about us Mm -hmm. because that company had to have known about these, this, about the Xenomorph. Crew does not matter. Crew does not matter. They sent, Ash mm-hmm. last minute yeah. onto the crew. They mm-hmm. knew that this ship, they knew they were going to wake this ship up yeah. 10 minutes before they got to Earth mm-hmm. and they did not care about the crew. And that was also something creepy. And I guess the only clue mm-hmm. that something, I knew something was up, but yeah. the cl- only clue they give you is when Mother mm-hmm. does not compute yes. with anything. Yeah. And that's when, when Dallas or mm-hmm. the captain, mm-hmm. I wrote it off because I was just like, I didn't understand it. But when, time, yeah. Ridley, when Ripley goes mm-hmm. in there, and she's like, I can't, I'm not yeah. getting anything. I was like, wait, some, some, something's up. Yeah. That's like your but first, The way like, that Dallas reacts, you're like, okay, mother must do this a lot. Which I was like, wait. Part of me, I was like, oh my God, she's like Siri. She's like the most advanced thing out there and she can't play my music. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Properly. Yeah, she, like, she can play yeah. yours. You have Apple music. I don't have Apple music, so she can't play mine. Oh, boo. She's very does not compute when I ask her to open pandora or something what a bitch i know (laughs) just do it girl but um yeah so it's like it's really cool that you like i liked this like b plot to like kind of do those Mm -hmm. things but we don't go too much into it yeah for sure but it's cool because it does add that layer of horror where it's like big corporation like don't give a fuck about anyone as long as i get what i want Mm -hmm. and it's this super weapon yeah yeah, it's, it's like this crazy. See, that's what I think too. If it were made today, I think it would the emphasis on them wanting to use the alien as a weapon would be huge. Mm-hmm. Like we'd probably get it would probably we'd get jump cuts to like the government going, and that's true. I think it would also be the government. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. When I say the company, sorry. Yes, I mean yeah, the government. Yeah, I think now it would be. Oh, the government. I mean, yeah, it would yeah, be, yeah. So like, yeah, like you said, if it was made today, it would it would definitely be, yeah, the yeah. government. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, he might not like the V plot because, yeah, it's like, it's OG story. He, but... See, he was talking about it being the Russian spy plot, which, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah, okay. if you've heard, that's like a mm-hmm. term. And, and it's funny, you've actually kind of changed my mind because um, you brought up some really good points. But I, I was kind of like, I could take or leave the B plot. Like, it's interesting, but to me, it didn't really add anything. But you brought up some, some good points for it having a reason to mm-hmm. be in there. Yeah, and it, it gives more. Yeah, and it kind of gives Ripley that hero stamp. Yeah, of going above and beyond. It gives her reason to go above and beyond. And she like, yeah, because then she the sees the greater good too. Mm-hmm. She has to destroy it. She has yeah. to get rid of it. Because there was that moment, and I think you also can see it when she does decide to d- self destruct the ship, mm-hmm. and then you kind of see her try to go back because she didn't really need to. Yeah, but she's like, oh, I've already committed to a decision I got that really scared me too when they did not let her reverse the I know the ship being exploded I was like oh my gosh like mm-hmm. this is like 
I thought, like, I, I was putting myself in her shoes, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm going to die yeah. on this shit. There are so many threats coming at her. Yeah, and she overcomes, I don't know, she And like, she gets the cat her. out. Oh, the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Jared, yeah. mm-hmm. what did you learn? I learned to always follow protocol. Yes. <laughs> this first, one has some good lessons. Oh, yeah. First and foremost, there is a reason why there is a protocol set. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and question it, but when you, you're going to find out there's a reason. Right. So right. stick with it. Yeah. Um, if someone's giving you bad, bad vibes, they're yeah. get, the, the, you're right. Don't okay, yeah. don't second guess your intuition, Mama. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you get in the oogie boogies. <laughs> um, and then third, um, yeah, make sure you're getting some good ass pay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it all comes down to. You ask for that raise when you deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, what do, what did you what do you pull away? I mean, I just. I've never been, I don't know, I just, it's so scary and beautiful at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I just think of. I think that's like some other things I've learned and kind of got inspired by is like, as two people who Mm -hmm. like want to be like storytellers and film creators and all that good content creators, whatever you want to call it, um, you can really learn from this movie the importance of sound design. Yes. And And I feel like that's why I get so mad sometimes when like, horror and sci-fi don't get regaled as they should. Yeah. Like, I... Freaking Oscars, the Academy, we're going to give a category just for blockbusters. How about you take horror films more seriously? Like, Hereditary? Like So great. Like, come on. That was, like, a modern-day... Not, like, version of Alien, but, like, a modern-day example of, like, Mm -hmm. a film that used beautiful cinematography. Yes. A lot of more show than tell. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, and, you know, take them seriously for, like, what they are. Like... I think you could also learn from this movie, um, if you're like a DP, just like a lot of ways to use your camera to create dynamic scenes. Mm -hmm. They do a really good job of pulling in and pulling out in this movie. They do. Mm -hmm. Like a really good job. And like, even like how it was executed. Like, because I feel like people also take that for granted as well, especially with like all of like the um, sliders and like just like the tools that we have now to create very smooth pull in clouds. I think what I liked about this, that it wasn't so back and forth it was yeah. more of an arc there was a lot yeah. of arcing pullouts mm-hmm. everything was very thought through mm-hmm. deliberate and planned yeah. which i think also goes to your point of the ship like how everything was so circular like you yeah. do get a lot of these like arcs mm-hmm. of pullouts and pullouts within again can tie into the design of the xenomorph yeah. and like mm-hmm. all this like it's a really cool i think um yeah so just like picking a couple of design aspects and kind of working them into your story and yeah. your production really can hold your movie against the test of time. Yes. Make sure everything's motivated. Um, Guillermo del Toro has a great phrase. It's one of my favorite things he's ever come up with where you've, you've heard of eye candy. Yeah. Yeah. So he talks about the difference between eye candy and eye protein. And how <laughs> what, like, what is that? Oh, that's so, so that, funny. I know. That means that like eye candy is something that is just pretty to look at. You're just, you're not really getting much from it. But it's cool and it's fine and it's fun to look at. But eye protein is giving you information when you're looking at it. And this whole movie is eye protein. Yeah. Because every shot is not only beautiful, but is giving you so much of the world and even so much of the story. Yeah. Um, I 
like it was even really funny when like Ash sweats his milk too. Yeah. That was like so weird to me. Mm-hmm. Does he does that happen before or after you know he's an android? I think it happens right before. Right before oh, okay. it's like they're her or him and Ripley are like looking at each other and then I think he has like a bead kind mm-hmm. of go down he, and I okay. think that's what sells her on it. Okay. Like she if I'm remembering right, like mm-hmm. she she knows something's up. She's made the decision not to trust him. And then I think that happens. And they look at each other and he's like, okay, cover blown. And then he like mm-hmm. goes off. Yeah, they do a really good job of like also the way they kind of hid a lot of his motivations too. Like the way that they pitted them against each other mm-hmm. with, I guess it helped Dallas backing him up too. Mm-hmm. I think there's, I would have to watch this again, but I think there's a lot we could talk about Dallas as well. Okay. Of like how his character kind of serves the dynamic of this ensemble because mm-hmm. like he is just like this man that I'm, this could go to like, again, how long has he been working on the ships? I think yeah. that could be. A I think tell. he's been working for a long time. And it shows because it shows. he, like you said, oh, mother just does this. Mm-hmm. Oh, the corporation just sent this random guy. The corporation knows what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, come on. Like, let's whatever, just get our okay. check. Let's just mm-hmm. do... That's a lot of his character is very much, let's just do this to get this done with. Yeah. Let's go home. Yeah. Like, let's just trust mm-hmm. everything at face value. Yeah. And I think that kind of teaches you a lesson of, like, don't trust everything at face value. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. like, if something is up and it's, like, not right, or, like, if you have a feeling that it's not right, just do it. Because, like, yeah. Ash... Like, yeah, why does he want to bring this creature back? Like, right. hello, he just killed one of our members. Why is he making like, these decisions? Why is like, he making these decisions? Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. very interesting. Especially for being the science guy. Yeah. <laughs> the scientists are usually a little more, they, they can take their emotions out of it a little bit more. And usually, they're pretty good at seeing the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was a very smart, that was a, a really interesting way or way to sneak this like spy end yeah is like through like oh the science guy no emotion very rational right when at the same time it's like well is he being rational because right like you kind of at the beginning you blame a lot on him being the odd one out because he is the scientist versus everyone else that's crew Mm -hmm. but then if you think about it he's not acting like a scientist Mm -mm, not at all and he doesn't really know any answers to questions he and he's even like you're my science guy (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I think that's like, okay, I think that's like a fun thing to look out for when you are trying to find maybe the twist or the reveal. Is that yeah. like, ah, like this guy who's supposed to be the scientist, like breaking the protocol. A scientist would never, no. ever do that. Mm-mm. And then, yeah, doing all these, like, the thing that does get you, though, is that, like, when a scientist does find something new that they've mm-hmm. never seen before, they do want to keep it and they do want they to do. experiment with it. I so know, like, and that's that kind of how I like, write it off too. It's yeah. like, okay, well, he he really wants to study it, and yeah, they want to take it home, but but which I think is something we see a lot now in modern movies. Yeah, yeah. But it would have been, I mean, like I feel like you didn't even have like the proper containment unit, or like you know, there this wasn't thing a has proper acidic way. blood. Yeah. Like, what do you? <laughs> Here's what you do is you like make a note of where the planet is located and you, and go, you go home and you exactly. regroup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Woo. But yeah. Not when you have a big corporation behind you. Uh-uh. America. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so next week, we're going to keep it going with our 
great movie ride series, but we are going to start at the beginning of the ride. Now we're going to go through the ride. Yeah. Aliens in the middle of the ride, but since we were going to do this one anyways, we started with it. Yeah. In Media Sex. What? In Media Sex. I'm probably chopping that up, but it's when we start, when the story starts in the middle. That. I've never heard that. You haven't? Oh, yeah. No. That's like girl in ninth grade English. I believe it's Latin, Jared. Well, it is, but I learned it <laughs> no, in ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. That's, okay. Um, but now what's what's it called when we start from the beginning? Oh, I have no idea. A very good place to start. A very, yeah. A very good place to start. <laughs> okay. So we're starting at the beginning. Um, and we're going to do the first three movies of the ride, which is Footlight Parade, Singing in the Rain, and Mary Poppins. Yay. Yay. I'm so excited to cross Singing in the Rain off my list. Yeah. You really, you mm-hmm. need to as need, a musical yeah. theater Yeah, as a person. Yeah, someone who like claims. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only, I have seen Mary Poppins though, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to talk about Mary Poppins certainly, but mm-hmm. we're not going to probably rewatch it. Mm-mm. We've both seen it a million times. Once, but. Once? Yeah, I've only seen it once, and I only saw it because oh, I was a college Oh, that's right. You saw it recently. Well, yeah. I watched like the not. I watched the Mary Poppins Returns recently. Sorry, it feels recent to me because Mary Poppins was my movie when I was a baby. Oh, okay. Like that was the thing. <laughs> the only time I would cry was when Mary Poppins would end. My mom would have to run in the room and like rewind the oh, tape, and then I'd watch it again. Okay. Oh, fine. And like I met Mary Poppins at Disney World, and it was my world. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen that movie. I've yeah. seen it a million times. <laughs> You've seen it once. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to do that one in two weeks. Yay. I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let us know what you guys think about Alien. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well on everything we discussed. Um, make sure you're following us on social media, on mm-hmm. Instagram, where we watch things underscore pod. Mm-hmm. And then the Twitter is uh, wa- uh-huh. watch underscore uh-huh. pod yes yay <laughs> I finally got it yeah so make sure you guys check us out there um definitely go if you want to see some funny memes and yeah. we'll post the picture of a of, uh, um, damn blue uh-uh Balaji you're gonna make me say it again yes I am Balaji Badejo yeah Balaji Badejo we'll post the picture of him there he's super cute um make sure you guys let us know how cute he is and then we'll also tweet out and post a link to hopefully if it's still up the high school play. Yeah, um, I mean what we you, can get. <laughs> yeah, um, would love for you guys to go check out the chest burst scene. One of the funniest. There's one girl in that production that gets all of. The I mean, they on do. Her. It's very like it's very fitting for the movie because yeah. in the movie it's the same character that mm-hmm. gets the blood on her face, yeah. and then it was very well done. Yeah, and it's a it's a joy to watch. One of the boys meets uh, gets to go hug Sojourney. Sigourney. Sigourney at the end of it. Yeah. So super cute. Yeah, Yeah. very cute. So we'll put that on there for you guys. Um, Yeah. And until next time. Yeah. Have have fun watching things. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us all. Watch all the things. Yay. Okay. Bye. Bye.